Good morning, folks. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right down to it. Hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, or night. So I knew about her uh, before the Democratic debates. Uh, I actually heard of her through the Joe Rogan podcast, as many people probably did so as well. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, the one and only true Democratic candidate, in my opinion, to come along in the last, at the very least, since uh, Senator uh, Ron Paul was a candidate uh, to challenge the military industrial complex. She is the first candidate in a long time that many anti-war, anti-regime changing, anti-enemy creating worldwide people could stand by her eloquent way of talking was evident through the first two democratic debates it was evident from the beginning that her platform was a winning platform get us out of the useless wars that are being waged all over the world by our government bring back as many troops as possible from these endless corrupt anti-human wars from these expensive crusades crusades that when you get down to it Peel back the onion and look at why we are even over there. Should piss us off. I understand if you're pro-empire. You're more than happy that we're all over the place. You're more than happy that we have stations all over the world. But Mrs. Tulsi Gabbard understands... That these wars are expensive. Just last year over 600 billion dollars were appropriated to defense. Which of course we all know is really uh, the war machine. And now the DNC is trying to Bernie her. They came up with these ridiculous requirements for this third debate where she had to pull at a certain number uh, at polls run by the mainstream of the mainstream. Washington Post, uh, I believe an ABC poll and two others. That could pretty much be controlled by the powers that be. And I don't want to hear this. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. 
yada 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 you're putting your tinfoil hat back on yeah sure buddy okay listen folks why is the only anti-war candidate the one running as that as her platform her core issue why is she being jerked out of the third democratic debate when it, it, it was obvious her star rose when she destroyed Kamala Harris in the second debate. It was obvious that her star rose when in the first debate she corrected one of the uh, candidates concerning 9-11 when he conflated the Taliban with Al-Qaeda and she pretty much corrected him in the most professional way possible, mind you. She wasn't mudslinging. The second debate, yeah, she kind of went for the throat against Kamala Harris. But, boy, was that a moment. Her search engine numbers went through the roof. I believe she was either the first, second, or third most Googled candidate after the second debate and the first debate and now we are to believe that she doesn't have the popularity when I who have never donated to a single campaign in my life donated to her campaign because I understand that the military industrial complex holds the key into reinvigorating our country into once again bringing our country into true prominence when the budget of a trillion plus dollars is almost in its entirety dedicated to the war machine 600 billion plus more than half of that discretionary meaning to be used as pleased by people in the defense department and people that control the money in the defense department. When you listen to that, when I read that, when I saw that over $500 billion was discretionary, I, I, I almost threw myself off the bridge. What in the fudge? What the fuck, ladies and gentlemen? Excuse my language, but we you got you have to be pissed off that the only candidate that was anti-war is being jerked out of this democratic debate. I'm supposed to believe that Beto O'Rourke, Beta O'Rourke, I like to call him the most ridiculous version of a, a white liberal candidate that you could think of is more popular than Tulsi Gabbard and even if he was the DNC needs to rethink their strategy 
not Beto O'Rourke, not Corey Spartacus, Mandarin sounding Spanish speaking Booker, not Camela. I hid evidence to imprison people, Harris, not Bernie, Benedict Arnold rolled over even though they jerked me in the primary, Sanders, not Warren, I fake my blood heritage, Pocahontas. No, not Mrs. Elizabeth Warren. Not Andrew Communist Yang. None of those candidates sound sincere. Okay, maybe Andrew Yang. But I've seen his tweets. I've He's obviously trying to be too cool. He's trying to be the nerdy cool guy. I see the demographic he's going for. But see, the fact that I can see what type of angle... He is uh, bringing and trying to take that automatically disqualifies him for me. I shouldn't have to think you're taking an angle. Yeah, you might have a platform. Unfortunately, Mr. Andrew Communist Yang is saying, give everybody a thousand dollars, we'll fix everything with that. <laughs> Anybody that's ever studied a little bit of economy will know if the playing field is the same, if the playing field is the same, as far as economic go, economy goes, as far as prices go, then there's always, always, always a way for companies, corporations, and individuals to create products that will distinguish themselves from the ones that everybody can afford. There are tiers to this. So if everybody gets a thousand dollars, that's not good. That doesn't mean you're gonna be free of worry, free of trouble. That just means everything else worth buying is going to be that much more expensive. Not to mention the fact that when I talk to these Yang loyalists, they try to send me to his page about, oh, he's got over a hundred policies and you're dumb for thinking that his only proposal is this UBI I'm like listen I haven't heard a single thing he said some uh, a couple of things that I agree with obviously uh, but when it comes to real policy change real reformation for our country you're not going to solve anything by giving people a thousand dollars that's only going to make everything else more expensive that's only going to cause inflation. And yeah, the Yang followers will try to tell me, not really, because it's not going to add a burden to the economy. Listen, once you give pre- people free money, they're going to try to weasel their way into getting more free money. And that's just the bottom line. 
Okay. That's just the bottom line. Every department in the government is not trying to figure out how to spend less money, how to come under budget. They're trying to find out and figure out how to spend all of their money that's been appropriated to them so that next year they can ask for more money. And unfortunately, that's just human nature. You give anything to anyone for free next week, it doesn't feel like a gift. It doesn't feel like help. It doesn't feel like aid. It feels like uh, something I deserve, something that must be required for me, something that I should always have and have more of. That's just the bottom line. It's a sloppy proposition by Mr. Yang. Mrs. Elizabeth Warren, this whole breakup of the big tech thing. Maybe some good could come of that, but I'm a believe. Uh, I believe in uh, a free economy, and naturally, uh, to be a monopoly, you're gonna have to undercut some people. You're gonna have to do some shysty things. You're going to have to pay off uh, some senators, you know, by donating handsomely to their campaigns. So yeah, there's something to be said of the size. And the broadened scope of power that these big tech companies hold. Um, they talk these these candidates that talk about breaking up the big tech companies that talk about uh, reforming the campaign finance laws. It's all talk. It's all talk. And unfortunately, actually, it's our fault because even if they are well-intentioned, uh, the people most affected economically, for example, back in the, uh, I believe, the early 1900s, I'm not sure if it was before or after World War One, but back in the early 20th century, there was a thing called the, uh, the Navy League. I believe, and anyway, the main point is that there was a treaty being discussed between the United States and Japan, I believe England was also involved, uh, about disarmament and uh, not building up uh, arsenals, and this Navy League Uh, protested saying that uh, that would only lead to the weakening of the United States that would only lead to us being vulnerable to an invader or to a foreign country and then when you really check to see who this Navy League was well, you find out it was a bunch of people that would have benefited from selling metal and arms if the United States kept building up their arsenal so what I'm trying to say is unfortunately most of us have relinquished have given up on liberty have given up 
on actually having a say in the government. We think that because we vote every two or four years, we're done. And we did our job. That uh, we're good Americans. No, we don't take it the extra mile. We never take it the extra mile. Back in 2008, 2009, when the government was going to reform Wall Street, Wall Unfortunately, we're blind at the wheel. We're letting them just jerk us around. And now the DNC with its ridiculous requirements for the third debate are trying to Bernie Tulsi Gabbard. And it pisses me off because no other candidate sounds remotely sincere. She keeps saying it's about serving the community, it's about serving my country, and she walks the walk. She, she's a, what is she, a, I think she's part of the National Guard, and she actually just came back from a two-week uh, deal that she was required to do for the National Guard. So she's walking the walk. She's not just blowing smoke she's not just throwing words at the wind she's not just trying to manipulate us into voting for her she's actually walking the hot coals and telling you why we should all walk the hot coals why it's important for us to pay attention to the military industrial complex that is actually pillaging our economy, that is pillaging our young men's minds, that is the cause of so much strife and anguish around the world. And when you really get down to it, the reasons for the military industrial complex to continue are insidious. Listen, Tulsi, you should join us, the Libertarians, even though most of us don't agree on a lot of your social uh, policies. To me, the anti-war policy is the number one issue of our time. And if we don't get it together, AI won't destroy us. We will destroy us. <laughs>